This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance too with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. Okay, picture this. It's Friday afternoon when a thought hits you. I can spend another weekend doing the same old whatever, or I can hop into my all-new Hyundai Santa Fe and hit the road. With available H-Track all-wheel drive and three-row seating, my whole family can head deep into the wild. Conquer the weekend in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com or call 562-314-4603 for more details. Hyundai, there's joy in every journey. It's 3 o'clock on Dukes and Bell. I find it interesting. Thanks for making us your sports station. Sports Radio 92.9 The Game. All right, guys, it's Tuesday. We're going to get into an NFL blitz. It's on the way here on Sports Radio 92.9 The Game. It is Dukes and Bell. Darren Eels is on the way in about 20 minutes. We'll talk to him about Atlanta United. Also, we'll get into some Braves conversation with Joe Patrick, Braves insider. And in the 5 o'clock hour, uh, we're going to get a chance to talk to a, an old friend of the show, Jason Campbell, former Auburn quarterback who's now working for CBS doing college and NFL. He's going to join us at 520. So plenty of football conversation to come. If you miss Chuck Smith, great conversation with him, uh, talking about the Falcons and up front and his observations of, of what's going on with our team right now. And Mike, somebody said to me, they said, Dukes, is this too much to fix? I don't know. I mean, it, it could be a lot of small things if you believe that if you just get lined up right and you're in the right position and you make tackles and you block, that some of this stuff can get fixed. But, you know, football, guys, we talk about this, right? It, it's a game of inches. I don't want to sound like that, Mike. It's a game of inches. Yeah. But it is. It really is. And, and I don't know if it's too much to fix. I just think we look so bad that it seems overwhelming. Well, I mean, you know, it's funny because you can on one hand, if you want to take the glass half full, and I'm trying. I'm really hard. I'm trying. I'm trying. Is you go down the field twice and you got inside the 10-yard line and, you know, and then, of course, you didn't do anything. You got went backwards. You had to settle for the field goals, which conjures up all the images of the last four years of this team on offense. But, you know, you did show the ability to move the ball. You know, Cordero Patterson, Mike Davis, Chuck alluded to. We talked about Ridley with some catches. And, unfortunately, there's some drops in there, too. Hayden Hurst had a nice catch down the sideline. But then it just, but it came to nothing. So that, what does that mean? You know, yeah, I'm good enough to do this, but I, red zone is nut cutting time, as you like to say. I mean, this is where you guys make their their money. So yeah, we can tighten some things up. You cannot do a false start. Kyle Pitts cannot line up where he's not supposed to be, and then you know get that procedure call. So those are things. Yes, you that it's not a we're not lying to you, right? You can fix that. It's the things where you're getting thrown around like rag dolls by the other defensive linemen. That's not fixable. That's not fixable. You know, you just don't have the athletes. We don't. We were on a budget with the COVID cap and all the constraints, Carl. We just couldn't go get elite guys. So we got to try that, and we hope we will draft the right guys. And Jalen Mayfield's career is not going to be defined by one game, but it's it's a tough first impression, wasn't it? It really was. And, again, Chuck brought up the example. There have been plenty of guys who have given up multiple sacks in their first outing, and people lose their mind, and these right. guys are going to be great players. That's why I kept saying it's hard. It's hard, but it's week one. It's one week. Let's hope Jalen Mayfield grows into something that becomes, Mike, maybe a stable of this offensive line. It's hard to believe that now because you go, well, this guy can't block. He's not doing this, that, and the other. 
It's his first time, and he didn't go up against chumps. So this next week will be a test as well. But you know what? I'd rather him get his butt kicked early like this, Mike, and learn on the job than, you know, us being fooled into, wow, he's a great player, and he's played nobody. And then when he would really play somebody, you start to see the flaws. Everybody's got flaws, guys, Mm -hmm. all these guys. So you got to try to cover them up. And sometimes that means you get help. Sometimes, Mike, it just means that individual gets better. This is what I'm saying. Shut up. <laughs> so, I mean, I'm trying to be positive here. It just, like I said, it just when you're going up against the team, which, as we said on Thursday, effectively took Cowboys' run game and squashed it. And so the Cowboys, you know, it was, it was just kind of window dressing. I think it was 11 carries for Zeke, and Zeke was basically back there and doing a good job, you know, picking up the blitz. So, you know, some fire-breathing guys. and But also, their offensive line, the Cowboys' offensive line, did a fantastic job protecting Dak mm. Prescott, and he was just picking apart their corners one after the other. One, one would drop, and the backup would come in. You know, give Matt time. Can you give Matt time? Can we do this? Can this, we? That's, see, I don't think we can in this game. I hope again. Hope I'm wrong. Let's be like, and it's funny because what are you gonna do? Like one, Matt's gonna like take one step back, throw it. You know, like quick slant. We're throwing slant, slant, slant. No pass more than three yards. Slant, Get slant. rid of it. You know, Get rid of it. Slant, 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 slant. But I mean, that's yeah. Okay, we can try that. You know, we can roll that out. Not one of his more preferable things at age 36, but uh, they're but they're gonna have to do things to move the pocket and give him some help. Oh, man. All right. We will get into it. Uh, appreciate all the text, the tweets coming at us. Michelle King, she was uh, she was here in the ATL for a long time. She actually moved to Seattle and still listens to yes, us. Yes, loyal on Twitter a, follower, too. Yeah, on a daily basis. Uh, she was talking about the oblique injuries are right up there with bruised ribs. Nothing you can do about it except time and rest. She's talking about JT Daniels. Mike says he, it doesn't look like he's going to play. I'm with Mike on this. I, I And it has nothing to do with South Carolina. I don't think George is disrespecting them. But you got to be smart about this. Right. And if you play him and, God forbid, he gets banged up again next week and then it extends his time out, you just hurt yourself. So if you're good, if you're good enough like Georgia is supposed to be, Mike, you, you play the guys you need to play, and, and let's hope they, they win on Saturday. Right. I mean, it just you, – you know what – and then look, it's a tough situation for Shane Beamer, and I've known Shane since he was a GA at, uh, at Tech, and he's been around, man. He's a good guy. Tough spot to be in. I mean, that covered – you want to talk about covered being bare – from recruiting the kids who just split when Muschamp got got. So, it, I mean, they're a thir- they open as a 32-point dog, Carl. I mean, Vegas has already disrespected the Gamecocks. Yeah. So, I mean, just, and this is another one. It's still, but in an SEC game, just survive in advance. But I, I don't know. I mean, you want to bet 32? I mean, I, I know that Stetson Bennett is capable of throwing five touchdowns. I just saw him do it, you know. And, and I don't know why people are upset that Beck didn't get or, or do more or whatever. You got a, a serviceable guy, but it was a little bit out of, I guess, what we thought was going to be the depth chart and the progression of quarterbacks. But Kirby went with the guy he trusted the most. We'll talk more about it at four. All right, man. Plenty more to dive into. Find us on social media. Mike Bell, ATL. I'm at Put Him Up. See Dukes, the radio show. Dukes and Bell, 929. And follow this radio station at 929 The Game. Chris, let's get to an NFL. Shut up! Bell. All right, Mike. Uh, I know you love John Gruden. Well, we like to make fun of him. Uh, and and did you see Gruden after the game? <laughs> did you, you see him? Well, first off, the way he was mugging after they when they got, <laughs> when they got the false start and they moved back and Gruden. I mean, he, he literally he was like, I'm like, am I watching John Gruden or am I watching Frank Caliendo? Right, that's what he looked like. You know, <laughs> oh man, I tell you what. And Gruden, by the way, you and I were joking around. Look. I, no, People in glass houses should not walk around without a bathrobe on, but we could all lose some weight. But, I mean, John Gruden, boy, oh, boy, Carl, is he hitting the buffet over there at Mirage? Well, listen, I mean, he's black, in Vegas. I mean, black is thinning, but not so much for Gruden these days. He, he's in Vegas, baby. He's eating good every night. <laughs> listen to John Gruden about uh, Waller. Waller was a killer last night. I thought he mishandled a ball or two. 
uncharacteristically. He had a penalty call back, a big catch and run. Uh, he's the best player I've ever coached, so I'm going to continue to look for him. Wow. wow. Big high praise when you think about all the dudes that Greedy's had on both sides of the football. Okay. I mean, that's yeah, that's saying a whole lot there. Former I mean, Georgia you, Tech tight end, by the way. You did win a Super Bowl, John. I mean, really? Come now, on. He's, I'll tell you what. You know, you know another guy I really like is one of the best guys I ever coached. Khalil Mack. I could really <laughs> use a guy like Khalil Mack. Coach, you had a guy like What's Khalil. That? You had Khalil Mack. No, no, I don't, I don't, I, it's like it never happened. I don't remember. Talk to Mayock. You know, Mayock. I don't know. By the way, how's that Cleveland Farrell thing working out? That guy's a stiff, useless. That guy's a coat rack. You know what? I would, we should have drafted Howard's Rock. We would have gotten more out of Howard's Rock than that stiff from Clemson. Thanks for nothing, man. Well, wait a minute. I, I thought you wanted Farrell. I, I match Mayak's department. I coach the offense. Okay, he gets <laughs> he brings in the defense, and I bring Raider fans deserve better. We're gonna get better out of that guy. He was a healthy scratch, by the way, on Monday Night Football. A healthy scratch. Ah oh, man, and, and Mike's not lying about this either. By the way, this guy has been a complete Total bust. bust. Seriously, yeah. if you're not if you're not pick, aware of that fourth pick, and nobody thought we all watched. I mean, wow, all these great defensive ends and pass rushers, and he wasn't the guy you were going to take first off that team, right? <laughs> I mean, but Bayok knew better. Uh, all right, uh, it's our NFL Blitz, brought to you by Priority Men's Medical Centers. Check them out at PrioritiesMen'sMedical.com. Uh, what's going on with the Saints, Mike? And it's, this matters because they look so good in Week One, and now we're hearing COVID. Eight positive COVID tests for the Saints, but uh, if there's a silver lining, it's mostly uh, support staff. It's coaches. Mm. But there's six offensive coaches, so I guess they're going to be virtual this week. There's a player unnamed and a team nutritionist that are all in the uh, COVID protocol. That's according to Adam Schefter, Carl, from ESPN. Okay, yeah. I mean, we said this. It's going to affect some games. It may you know, affect some others than more than others, but... This is what the NFL is, and they're going to deal with oh, it. And, and just uh, if you, I'm reading this from uh, from uh, Pro Football Talk. I guess the thing that scares you is when you've got this many, uh, if you want to call it a, a flare up, or you know, Kirby got a little bit of people confused about what he considered was a, a spike. But whatever you want to call this, Carl, the weekly testing protocol for vaccinated players and staff requires a test to be divided over three days, so they could get potentially more more news about more positives uh, tomorrow. Okay. Which then, which then affects them in the Carolina game. Right. So now you're moving forward. You got this timetable. You got to right. be negative. All right. We, we will see. Uh, apparently, Mike, this is interesting. Uh, you talked about Mike Vrabel calling out Julio. Right. Now, for everybody that has been here Julio's entire career, I'll be honest, I never heard Julio Jones get called out, whether it was a press conference, whether it was even like somebody after practice going, yeah, man, coach got after Julio today. I never heard that. So to hear this was surprising. That's absolutely nothing that that we coach or teach. You know? So that would fall into the category of doing dumb <laughs> that hurts the team uh, right there uh, in bold letters goes from third and one to third and 16. Yeah, that's how a personal foul gets you. So, yeah, now it was funny because, like, we had immediately, we had the Julio fanboys. He's not on the team anymore. Why are we talking about this? This did not happen. Well, yes, well, it happened. And, and, and since we got, you know, humiliated by the Eagles, it's kind of a nice diversion to talk about this. So how does Julio feel about this? Because to your point, Mike Smith, Dan Quinn, nobody ever said anything about him. Well, Julio you know, watch. You know, what they did, you, you know what they did, right, Mike? Yes. Um, Julio, can you come into Quinn's office? I need to kiss your ass. Can you come in here, please? Yeah. Um, so here's what I love about Vrabel. He's not afraid of this. And and I don't know if the other guys were or that, it, you know, you think some guys are more important than others. It, it's the NFL. Vrabel played on a team where nobody was more important than anybody else, and they won chips. That's his attitude. 
with this team with the Titans. So I understand who you are, where you came from. I know how much money you make. I don't give a damn. I love that about Mike Vrabel. To say we can't have dumb penalties, I don't care what your number is. So I love it. I don't know if it means anything to Julio. Somebody asked me the other day, they said, man, Julio didn't do anything in this, in this game. I think he got his money and he's done. That's where I'm at. He didn't want to be here. He goes there. He's still getting paid. Mm-hmm. And I'm not mad at him. Get your money. But right. what is he going to be overall in the big scheme of things for the for the Titans? I thought he was going to have this huge, big splash week one. He was the off-season conversation. Oh, look at what the Titans have done. He did, want to say it with me, nothing. nothing. Three uh, three catches for 29 yards. He had that aforementioned personal foul. Um, yeah, I mean, look, it's, it's, it's one game. But, you know, Vrabel is a guy – that, you know, he, he's we, we met him. We spent some time with him at the Super Bowl a couple of years ago. I mean, tough dude, man. He's he's you know he's a younger version of Belichick. You know, a little more edge to it, you could argue. So, and, and Arthur Smith worked for him. So, guys, guys are saying, are we ever going to hear a Falcons coach? I said, well, we give it time. Arthur Smith's a guy you've already heard it. He's not going to pull any punches with this team. No, not not you know, at all. The expectations on the Falcons. I mean, on the uh, Tennessee Titans. <laughs> yeah, get your, get your squad right, man. Get your squad right, hey, man. I'm out of here. <laughs> Hey, man, uh, there's stories out there, and again, CBS Sports kind of pumps some air into this fire, that according to some unnamed, the dreaded Carl already, week one in Jacksonville, Uh unnamed players, Urban Meyer described as unhinged and repeated issues (laughs) with his assistant coaches and his, quote, rub the coaching staff and the players the wrong way CBS Sports had on Sunday morning. After an hour after the report was published, Trevor Lawrence and the Jags, of course, lose to the Texans. Meyer's first game as head coach. Meyer has everyone looking over their shoulders already. Jason Lacanfora reporting. He becomes unhinged way too easily, and he doesn't know how to handle losing even in the preseason. So, all right, it's going to be a long year, and then that uh, Urban Meyer to USC thing starts to make sense a little bit more, doesn't it? It, it does. I-, I talked about this, Mike. He has treated a lot of the guys on that team like it's college, right. and it's not college. You know, they had at one point. This story was told. They had a, <laughs> they had a hydrate session. Get hydrated, men. Men, make sure make sure you get hydrated. It's a hydration period, and everybody's like, "We're grown men out here, man. What are you talking about? We know this." So people, guys, got to fit in on that team because he's trying to rah rah and treat guys like they're college players. Right. It just hasn't gone over well. Right. Is, that, so, is, that, is that how Gabrielle Heinstein tried it here in Atlanta with United? <laughs> no, there's a fame. Remember this remember the movie uh, Jake Gyllenhaal and Jarhead when they're out there in the first desert storm? It's a great movie. And I love that movie every time it's on. And it's a good book, too. But uh, Jamie Foxx is their sergeant. He's like, we're going to hydrate. And you got to lift it, drink the water, put it over your head, make yes. sure it's empty. Another story is telling Lock on Fora. Myers lashed out at members of his coaching staff. You can't freak out preseason games and belittle your coaches on a staff you handpicked. Yep. That's so it. That's, that's at least rumblings already from Jacksonville. Culture guy. Guys, it matters. How you treat people matters. All right, guys, we'll talk more about some of the injuries going on around the NFL. Fitzpatrick on the IR, and everybody's going, they're going to bring in Cam. We're talking about the Washington football team. Not true, at least not yet. When we come back, though, Darren Eels joins us on Sports Radio 92.9 The Game. It is Dukes and Bell. Remember, BetQL Network is available nationwide on the Odyssey mobile app and the website. It's wagertainment for every fan. Morning, afternoon, night, guys, your one-stop shop for betting info. Again, it's BetQL Network only on the Odyssey app. Let's say good afternoon to Darren Eels, president of Atlanta United. And, uh, Darren, it's good to have you back on. You now have a TikTok account, is that right? Yeah, afternoon, guys. Yes, uh, our social team has got me on TikTok, which is dangerous. (laughs) It's another channel for me to 
cause mischief. <laughs> well, hey, man, uh, we had a, a lot of fun. Friday night, I got to be honest with you, you know, it was, there, there's been ups and downs this season, but Friday night at Mercedes-Benz was arguably, as a fan, the most fulfilling, most entertaining, and just all-around great match. That was awesome. And we also got the uh, bounce, Carl and I, for our buddy George Campbell uh, with the first goal of the night. Remember he came on the show, Carl? Sure did. But Darren, a youngster who's kind of been filling some gaps for you guys, did a nice job. Yeah, great, wasn't it? I mean, what a good goal, the way he attacked the ball to score the header. And look, I mean, the goal was superb, but again, he was really good in defense as well. And, you know, there's another homegrown player coming through. I mean, at the end of that match, Mike, we had three homegrowns on the pitch. So it was exciting. It was the good old days, wasn't it? Hammering Orlando, uh, amazing <laughs> atmosphere again in the Benz. And uh, it was, uh, you know, attacking stuff. And I didn't think we, we didn't let our foot off the gas at all. Even when we were 2-0 up, 3-0 up, it was still, uh, you know, pushing for the goal. So... It was an exciting game. I think it was great credit to Gonzalo because that was also done, if you remember, without Miles Robinson or Joseph. So it was a little bit of a different formation, but clearly the guys had worked hard in the international break in picking up what the coach wanted to have out there, and it was fantastic to watch. Yeah, talk about that, if you would, the formation, this false nine. I mean, we've talked three, four, two, one, five, three, two. <laughs> what does it all mean? Yeah, four, two, three, one. We've, we've talked about all this, but then, you know, this false this false nine got a lot of run over the last few days. Um, can you explain what, what Gonzalo was doing or attempt to t- try to, you know, talk about this tactic? Yeah, so instead, in effect, of having a traditional number nine, I think Josie Martinez in Normandy is that focal points of the attack. Um, I think Gonzalo took the view, look, I'd rather get my best players out there. And so we had sort of Ezekiel Barco and uh, Luis playing like really a double false nine. So what that meant is those two were sort of pushing into the channels. You had Marcelino Moreno behind him, but it was a really fluid system. Now that only works if the team is, you know, is moving around, is sort of compensating for when one player makes a run, the other one tucks in. And so I think, you know, that was the encouraging sign was that it, uh, the whole team worked together, and that was everybody from goalkeeper right up to um, Barco and Luis up front. And I think you know Barco amplified, you know, amplified it with you know, some of the work he was doing. Obviously, he scored the fantastic goal, but some of the chasing he was doing and tacking back was uh, was a joy to watch. Yeah, I mean, just so much fun. And it, it, that, that was the thing, the tempo, Carl, the things which we've come to expect going all the way back to, uh, like, you know, the Tata. And again, different way of getting there, but it's almost like two point guards that can slash to the basket, Darren. That's what it looked like from where we were watching. Yeah, and it was great. And look, I mean, a, a little bit of caution because Orlando came out and tried to play. And, mm. you know, I think we're going to see something a little different probably tomorrow night where, you know, we'll be uh, Cincinnati. I think we'll be coming in and playing that sort of park the bus. solid structure, trying to park the bus in effect. <laughs> yeah. yeah. So, you know, that's a different challenge. But um, again, you know, I think it was just encouraging to see that sort of level of performance. And the crazy thing, you know, we're back now to just one point off the playoffs. But, but actually, we're only four off the fourth place spot which is a home playoff game so you know it's all to play for now with a third of the season still to go it is darren eels guys president of atlanta united uh what does it mean to get joseph and miles back and and now incorporate them in what you know gonzalo's trying to do is it is it that easy because you always want your best players on the pitch but you know as he's been training without them um what's his challenge now yeah, I mean, look, you always want those players available. I mean, Miles arguably has been the best United States men's national team player over the over the summer period. And obviously, Joseph, um, you know, we all know Joseph. He's the most dangerous striker in the league. So I think, you know, it's a great problem to have where you've had a superb performance. And now, you know, how does Gonzalo sort of fit those players in as we go to the game against Cincinnati? But, you know, that's exactly what we want with this squad. You know, that ability to be able to have players and have that depth. And, you know, talking of depth, I really thought Rosetto had a, yeah. a fantastic game. So in that midfield role, I mean, I think he had one pass that went astray um, out of all of the, you know, passes he made that game. And again, 
that's the encouraging thing for me watching it is, yes, it was a one-off, you know, really good performance. But also you can see the depth in the squad we've got there. And, you know, as we now build towards hopefully end the playoffs, right. you know, I think we're going to be a dangerous team if we get there. It is Darren Eels, guys, president of Atlanta United, as we get back on the winning track again. So much fun on Friday night, uh, tomorrow night, guys. Pre-game at 6.30 with Mike Conti and Jason, and then 7 o'clock they'll kick. Um, I love Aro Ujo. I'm not sure I'm getting the name right again, but it's, it's, it's like watching, I don't know, when you saw the old videos of all the other players, Darren, that you brought here, and I would, I would send these videos to Carl. Look at this stuff on YouTube. But this guy, I mean, the ball handling, and just every night when you, when you see this guy, it's like that wow moment where the crowd goes, ooh. And obviously you did your research on the guy, but what a stud. Yeah, and I think you're right. And it's that moment where everyone takes the collective breath when he gets the ball. He's just got that that level of um, impact on the game, and you know that great nutmeg about halfway through the through the match where he just left, uh, you know, the, the left back I think still running trying to get to the ball <laughs> as we speak. It was just um, incredible, and then he did a little no look pass to to pass it off. But I think that you know he has led. You know, he's 25. He's in his prime. You know, he's someone that you know is going to be here for for a number of years. And I think, you know, that's exciting. We've got a player like him. And I think, you know, it's unlocking Ezekiel Barco's potential. You know, Marcelina Moreno, who's been fantastic all season, you know, it's giving him, you know, a difficulty. And I wouldn't want to be a defender on, you know, the opposition team because in those three players, they've got three of the best dribblers in this league. So it's no surprise that we've had the most dribbles in, in MLS since Luis joined us. Uh, we are dangerous on all of those three. And then, you know, you have Joseph up top, top ready to, to pick off the chances, and I think you know that's going to um, that's going to give some defenses nightmares as we come into this final stretch of the season. Yeah, and speaking of that, I mean, you know, to, for us to get a home game, I think Gonzalo said he'd like for us to have a a home match. We, we've got to be in the fourth spot. Is that right? Fourth place. That's correct. Yeah, if we finish top four, then we're guaranteed a home home nice. game. Yeah, and I know he talked about that. He also talked about you know players solving the problems of what teams are doing. And, and, you know, Darren, we kind of mentioned this last week, but I just kind of like what I'm hearing with the philosophy of how he's approaching this, talking to guys, getting their input, and then implementing some of these things that they think are going to help them be better on the pitch. That's a big deal. Yeah, I agree. And I think, look, it's been fantastic seeing, you know, the way Gonzalo's been working with his assistants with the, with the team. And, you know, he's very much a player's coach. He's someone that, you know, is listening to them and, as you say, letting them try and solve some of the problems in training and then implementing them. Now, look, one of the good things was we had that international break, so it gave Gonzalo a little bit of time to work with the players. I think, you know, it was difficult when we were playing every four days and it was more a case then of just, you know, let's make sure we keep things going and, you know, keep the mentality and the positive mentality. But I think you saw in that last game, he was given a little bit of time to work with the players and, and it looked really good on the pitch. So, you know, that's that's certainly a positive going forward. And Gonzalo, as we know, is a new coach. You know, it's his first head coaching gig. He's, you know, a novice in that respect. But I think that the experience he got working with Seattle is obviously set, put him in good stead. And he knows the league. And I think that's the really important factor. And, you know, there's the tactical side. We spoke about the formations. But there's also that knowledge of the league and knowing that, you know, we've got to make it to the playoffs. But you're also then building to peak for the playoffs. And, you know, that's something we learned in our first two years. If you remember that first year, we just were a little bit cooked by the time we got into the playoffs. Right. The second year, we managed to time it so that when we hit the playoffs, we were playing our best football and obviously we got the MLS Cup. So a lot of this is about timing and peaking and certainly it's been a very up and down season so far, but I feel like we're trending in the right direction and that's a very dangerous position for us to be in, you know, if we're getting into the playoffs, mm -hmm. peaking and uh, having everyone firing on all cylinders.
and I know that we've talked about this a lot as we were, you know, we're struggling early and obviously you, you moved on from, from Hensei and all that, but there's a lot of new faces and Carl and I were talking about like, Fra- uh, for instance, like Franco, he got here in April and it seems like, it seems like now he's, he's got his footing and he's comfortable here and he fits. Is that safe to say that a lot of guys are like that right now on this team? Absolutely. And look, Mike, I mean, we sometimes, I mean, we want instant success and everything. You think of Carlos Gill, that's probably going to be the MVP for New England. And again, you know, he didn't sort of set the league on fire as soon as he arrived, but now he's been in the league sort of two and a half seasons and he's absolutely, you know, found his stride. And, and, and that sometimes, you know, some players like Luis will just hit the ground running. Other players take a little bit more time. And I do think defensively, you know, Alan Franco is a great example. I mean, he's been one of our most consistent top performers over the last sort of five, six games. Uh, and you're sort of seeing his level of quality now. And again, it's encouraging for us because we've got those building blocks now of a team, you know, talking about Marcelino Moreno and the way he's playing. Right. You know, he's, he, he's not a DP. Obviously, we brought him in because there's roster mechanisms to do things at the time, but he isn't a DP player. But, you know, he's playing like one of the top five players in the league at the moment. So again, that's encouraging for us as we look to the future because we've got those building blocks in place of a squad. And, you know, if Gonzalo can work with the players and get them to play to their best, then, you know... <laughs> I know I'm sort of saying this right back at the start, but we really believe in this squad, and we think this squad has the potential to be competitive in the playoffs. I think you're right. Uh, it's starting to come together, and I think we're seeing it. And it starts with the manager and, and you know, everybody else involved. I want to ask you, uh, you know we love Ted Lasso. <laughs> Who, who's a Roy Kent that you came across? Have you ever come across a guy like Roy Kent on the show? Yes, <laughs> I'm trying to think for libel reasons whether I can mention that. Now, there's, uh, <laughs> there's been a few characters, both in my playing days, but also, obviously, at the, the clubs I've been at um, with West Brom and Spurs. But you need that, you know, you need that experienced player in there, um, you know, that's going to sort of have a yellow. I think, you know, for us, you've seen it with Brad Duzan. You know, he's yeah. that player that, you know, we won the game 3-0. He wasn't happy at the end of the game. You know, and that's <laughs> right, because, right. you know, someone has switched off in the last minute of the game that we're 3-0 up in. But you know what I mean? So you say to Brad, look, calm down, we won the game. But, you know, you like that fight. You like that, you know, that you just can't rest on your laurels. So I think, you know, every team needs that. And I think, um, you know, for us, that's the value that Brad brings that perhaps sometimes doesn't get seen right. by the supporters is that he's that voice in the dressing room that says, great, we won it 3-0, but we nearly continue to go near the end. And that's just not acceptable. And that's the sort of character you know sometimes he's a miserable bastard but you need that to sort of drive the players. <laughs> exactly. exactly so Darren without you know that your team you're Tottenham but so is John Terry that guy and also with the you know the cheating on the wives part or is he because that's it was his rep was kind of like that guy absolutely yeah but that's it you know he was and he was horrible to play against you know in the opposition but <laughs> right, right. that's exactly what you need sometimes right. he would be there you know needling just winding up the opposition and mm. uh yeah, he was fantastic at that. <laughs> Good stuff. Well, Dan, we appreciate you as always. Tomorrow night, guys, 6.30 pregame, 7 o'clock kick right here on Sports Radio 92.9 The Game. Let's go beat up on uh, on Cincinnati next, man. Thank you again, right. Darren. Cheers, guys. Thanks. You All got right. it. Yeah, that was a game we played up in Cincinnati. And I remember, it was a 2-2 tie, I want to say, Carl. It was one of those games where, you know, we beat those guys. We'd be right there in the playoffs, man. Yeah, I know. Well, we're close. Seventh spot. What are we, two points, uh, yeah. one point? The worm is, I mean, again, for guys, and we'll talk plenty more about Georgia, the Falcons, and obviously what's going on with the Braves coming up, but it's just, it's it's so cool to get my old, our, our, our old Atlanta United back, Carl. That's what it feels like, doesn't it? It does. We said that, the fun. Hey, man, coming up, we'll have some fun with Bo Morgan. Yeah, man, no man's on the way. Um, we'll get back into our conversation about what we saw last night and, and how we look at our Falcons. And coming up, we're also going to talk some Braves with Joe Patrick, Braves Insider, coming up next hour as well. It's Dukes and Bell. 
You could spend the weekend doing the same old whatever, or you could conquer the weekend in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com for more details. Hyundai, there's joy in every journey. This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance too with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance, and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. Hiring for your small business? If you're not looking for professionals on LinkedIn, you're looking in the wrong place. That's like looking for your car keys in a fish tank. LinkedIn helps you hire professionals you can't find anywhere else, even those who aren't actively searching for a new job but might be open to the perfect role. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't even visit other leading job sites. So start looking in the right place. With LinkedIn, you can hire professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash recommend today. Time for Yen and No Man. Kind of makes me wonder why the hell so many people are trying to tell me to slow down. Seems like they should be shutting the hell up and enjoying the show. He's six foot one. Not really. From Florida, Kennesaw State, and gives rapid fire questions. <laughs> it's the executive producer of the Dukes and Bell Show, Bo Morgan. All right, Bo, what's going on on this beautiful day, man? What's happening? Would you do that right before I come home? <laughs> yeah, like, like, I feel like you're just trying to get me triggered. Goad him. I mean, that me? You know, did you just never. gaslight me? That's the new term. You gaslighted me, Carl. Oh, Dukes. I would never do that. I mean, I, I literally had a guy say to me uh, yesterday, he goes, Well, Matt Ryan's garbage. You know, an offensive line may suck, but, you know, we just need to replace him. Oh, yeah. Okay. Another guy said, well, we got first-rounders all over the line. They can't get it done. I said, I don't want to hear that anymore. No, Coach we drafted first-rounders. They're just not any good. Lindstrom is the only guy, and Jake is solid but not spectacular. We're still waiting to see if well, Hennessy's going to do anything here. And, and McGarry is not that good. Let's just call it what it is. I keep hearing how good Lindstrom is. He got his ass ran over on Sunday. Yeah. I didn't see Jake get ran over. No. I saw Hennessy get ran over. <laughs> I saw Mayfield look like a, a turnstile. And, and, and McGarry had a couple of, of bad moments. Right. I, I'm sick of hearing about how good Lindstrom is. But he's not doing anything for me. He might be great one day, mm-hmm. but what, he got ran over by Fletcher Cox. Well, and that's they, one of the best. And he does that a lot. And next week, we got Vita Vea and Dominican Sue coming at us. So what are we going to be able to fix between uh, now and then? It's going to be I like Pac-Man eating dots is what it's going to be. And people always say, well, you, you, Matt just needs to move up in the pocket. Well, that's the problem is the interior of a pocket. You know, the quarterback is supposed to be able to step up. But you can't step up, and you can't step left and right because those guys are pushing the DNs around him, and that's and so he's bottled in. I guess so, I did gaslight him. <clears throat> you got to you triggered. You, you know what? Off. Anyway, let's talk about quarterback. I, I hate to do this, but this quarterback, this guy's so goofy, he's kind of growing on me. Uh, Jameis Winston talked after the game uh, about how he can, how he was able to stay poised and prepared for the game. How did the defense in the running game give overall shape to the way this played out, Jameis? Well, I just think we were prepared. You know, one thing my, uh, my trainer, he told me, he said, what did he say? He just told us to be prepared. <laughs> he 
if you're going to quote I mean, somebody, you better know the quote. Dude, you know, bro? In the, in it's like my video, trainer My trainer said something very profound to me yesterday. He in said. The, in the video, he goes, his eyes start wandering and his head tilts. What did he say? I mean, it is hilarious. Hey, look, I don't care what anybody says. I still love that guy. He got, he got my team in Natty, uh, but, I mean, he is such a goofball, man. It's just like like the video. It still makes me laugh what he's going through. What he's going through. <laughs> In the Saints practice squid earlier this summer, and then you know he's going through the pads and and oh my god, like the saloon door thing, and he just uh, he's rocking and falls down on. I mean, it's so damn funny. Anyway, guess what? He outplayed Aaron Rodgers, and he was one of the best offensive oh. players in the league this weekend. Yeah, man. I mean, listen, he does. It, it, sometimes you wonder if he's he's all there upstairs cause just by the way things are said and stuff that happens. <laughs> that is one of the funniest things that I've heard in a very long time. He he just reminds me of a little kid uh, yeah. at times because he. You know, it's like kids say the darndest things. It's like yes. Jameis Winston says the darndest things. Yes. Good, good example. Yes. And that show was huge, by the way. Yeah, that, that it was. Uh, all right. Last night we talked before about TikTok. Because <laughs> now you just go, go watch TikTok. Right. It's the same thing. Right. Yeah, I hate TikTok. It's so stupid. Anyways. Um, see, so yeah, Carl. Get off my lawn friend. with Squidbilly. I'm not even on the game. I was in a great mood until Carl had to do his little preamble. I'm no, sorry. we just. I mean, this is one of Squid. Now, if you want to argue with Squidbilly the rest of the show, no, on no, 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 no. I do not do it. I am not arguing with these clowns on Twitter today. I've got real right, work. All right, just do. real quick, just to double down on this. So you guys are just tuning in. What is the position? Matt has limitations. They didn't do anything in the offseason to really help Matt with the offensive line, and this is why we're going to have some trouble now. So that, and there's and again eventually Matt will not be here and then and maybe they try to trade him end of June like they did with Julio right Bo that'd be the way if you don't want Matt here anymore they get him off the books and limit the cap hit next yeah, year yeah and it, it's just you know you could do that but it is tough to um, for a team to get a quarterback that late in the game mm-hmm. uh, now you know granted with a veteran like him he could go somewhere where it might not make a difference but it is tough. Uh, but, I, you know, anyways, I, I, let's talk about two guys who have uh, four rings combined. That's the Manning brothers. And we talked about this. I have uh, watched a lot of Monday Night Football in my life, but not lately. Mm-hmm. That game was extremely entertaining. But those guys kept me watching the game. And um, one of the my favorite parts, I was telling Carl at this earlier, was when Peyton had the helmet on, and then Eli starts roasting him because the helmet is too small. <laughs> Riddell makes precision fit helmets now. They fit for your head specifically. Heads. Yes, for big heads. All right, that's the new thing. <laughs> you need some more powder on that forehead. You look like you sprayed Pam all over it. Okay, here we go. Now it starts, Ray. <laughs> Ray Lewis was on at that point. I look, it was great. And by the way, good for Eli because Peyton sucked all the oxygen out of that broadcast. I think I think it was eighty five percent Peyton and fifteen Eli. Carl, it was. It, it really was. And and but isn't that kind of their personalities though? You know, yeah. it, it's sort of like Eli's always in the background, and then he gets brought into the conversation, and he's insightful. Um, but I was saying this to Bo. This is the alternative broadcast. If you didn't check it out, you'll get a chance Monday Night Football as the season goes on. And maybe you like it, maybe you don't. But for guys who love ball and talk ball or played ball, this is how they sit around and watch games. That's why it's so intriguing. This is how guys – are you seeing what the safety's doing? You see what the right. linebacker just did? They're not watching how most fans watch a game, and that's what made it really intriguing. Ray's sitting there talking about the defense. He's telling you what the defense is going to do before it happens. I love right. it. And, and also, you know, they had Russell Wilson on. We talked about it. Travis Kelsey was on. Uh, you had Charles Barkley on earlier in the broadcast. 
I'm telling you. I mean, now I, I presume it all goes into one rating metric because why would you watch Steve Levy and Lewis Riddick and Greasy when you got that option? It was great. Unless well, you like, unless you find it distracting to have two you know heads on the screen while the game well, is being played. Well, one of the things that was making me laugh was if you watched Eli in his little box on the screen, mm-hmm. he's constantly like rolling his eyes at things that uh, Peyton says. Mm-hmm. He was talking his mic. His little microphone that he had on went bad, so he had to have a handheld mic at one point. <laughs> and then some god-awful noise went off in the background. Cover two man. Eli, what'd you do? Did you set the alarm? <laughs> we have Perfect. a fire Perfect. alarm. Fire alarm. <laughs> While we're watching the game. <laughs> oh, my goodness. Ray? You're the best, man. Thanks for joining us, man. It's been a lot of hey, fun. Man. Thanks so much, Ray. Hey, I learned a lot. Appreciate that 0.0. 0.0. I Yeah, there was a they were, I think it was Eli in his first game as a rookie and he had a 0.0 quarterback rating or something against the Ravens. I think that was wasn't that the stat, Bo? Well, yeah, and there was a story though that he was telling where he was trying to pick out the Mike linebacker and he's like Mike's 52, Mike's 52, and Ray Lewis is like, I'm not the Mike, he's the Mike. <laughs> and then Ed Reed apparently approached the line and like, why can't I be the Mike? And they're just like teasing Eli, and it, and it was all happening. And probably one of the best stories that I remember, well, and me and Carl talked about this, that there was the Kyle Bowler story where they literally beat the crap out of Kyle Bowler in practice. But I like that the, the nerd part of me and a sports fan was Peyton had found out that Ray Lewis used to take the TV versions of the games right. because the parabolic mic would pick up the calls. Right. So Ray would go through and watch and watch and watch, and he would learn every call during the week, and then he would know what the what the teams were running. Which yeah, is the next no. level stuff, which I thought was pretty cool. But, again, I, I'm curious how many guys will check it out this week because, I mean, if you didn't, I, I, and Carl, thanks, and thanks for telling me about it because I got in about 15 minutes on into the game last night. It was great. No, man, I, I, from the time I turned on, I'm laughing, and I just shared on Twitter, you know, this is, this is funny as hell. And it, it just was because the uniqueness, number one, obviously, is they're two brothers, right? So there's the brother element. You got Peyton treating Eli Steele like the little brother. <laughs> but they're also two Super Bowl champions sitting there. Right. And they're two Hall of Fame quarterbacks. One's in and one's going to get in. So th- this is a unique deal, and they got personality. So it, 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 it could be a big hit for ESPN. We'll see what happens. All right, we got to get out of here. Chris, hit my music. Oh, good pull. Zivon, baby. Uh, by the way, it's Squidbilly929 if you want to argue with him. Talk hey, coming him, up. T- tell him you think Matt Ryan is a bum. Just go, do it right now. Put that on Squidbilly929. Uh, we will tell you, Falcons have put out their, their roster, uh, at least the, the depth chart for this upcoming week, and it looks like Jalen Mayfield is going to remain at left guard. Now, we're going to talk to Coach tomorrow on this show, as we will each and every week at 5 o'clock. We'll ask him about the options there because, you know, it's it's past Sunday now, and mm. Wednesday is install. you got to get ready for the Bucks. Who the hell is playing left guard? If it's Jalen Mayfield, he's got to be better. When we come back, though, we're talking dogs. Is JT going to be ready? You could spend the weekend doing the same old whatever, or you could conquer the weekend in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com for more details. Hyundai, there's joy in every journey. This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, You call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? 
Now you can call them on your auto insurance too with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. T-Mobile has invested billions to light up America's largest 5G network from big cities to small towns, including right here in yours. And great coverage is just the beginning. Right now, families and small businesses can save up to 20% versus AT&T and Verizon when they switch. Visit your local T-Mobile store today. Plan savings with three lines of T-Mobile essentials versus comparable available plans. Plan features and taxes and fees may vary.